Finding Common Battlegrounds is an attempt by two brothers, one conservative, the other progressive, to have civil conversations about politics with a little help from their friends. Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome to another episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds, the podcast dedicated to civil debate uh, from both the left and the right. We have our usual debaters, Ryan and Josh Cragen. Ryan is the progressive liberal. Progressive liberal, is that accurate? Progressive, yep, progressive is good. Ryan, uh, Josh is the staunch libertarian. Yeah. Conservative. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about Ukraine, of course, right? I'm excited to talk about this because we actually talked about this a couple weeks ago, just a uh, briefly, and now uh, we're going to go into it a little more in depth. And wh- what we're specifically going to talk about is how much should the U.S. be supporting Ukraine? Should they be putting troops on the ground, right? Should we go, to, should we go that far? Um, <clears throat> so, but let's, uh, our sponsor, Lux Bidet. And uh, we're all fans of bidets. It's the, we're a civilized podcast. It's a civilized way to clean your bottom, right? None of, none of this paper stuff. Just clean it with water. So Lux Bidets, uh, hey, try one. We're, we're getting the word out. I don't know if our podcast is doing any good, but we're getting the word out on bidets. One of my friends that listens to the podcast texted me this week asking me which model of Lux Bidet to buy. I'd like the warm water model with which model. So I walked her through the process. I'm not going to tell her name because I think she's buying it as a gift, but shout out to her. Which one, did, the you word out, for, baby. Which one did you uh, recommend? Well, I asked her if she could possibly uh, plug, uh, plumb, it in. plug a hot water line to it. And she mm-hmm. said she could. So I said, absolutely. Get the hot water one. It's magical for the tush. You won't regret it. Did I, I think I already brought this up once, right? But I, I, when I originally got mine, I didn't hook it up to, uh, there was just a cold water line, right? And I was yeah. like, oh, cold water, it's gonna be horrible. But the more I like do it, it's fine. I liked it. Well, like, here's the thing when I go to a drinking fountain, do I pour warm water or cold water into my mouth? <laughs> cold water, of course. So, like, do it the same you way. Know, they aren't the, quite the, the same. I mean, famous yeah. mouth, like, <laughs> orifices. Uh, not sure if I can really back up your take on that one. That's, but. I just got used to it. And then it was like, it was like this refreshing washdown. Um, anyway. All right. We'll move, moving on. So, um, the uh, format is uh, both Ryan and Josh have prepared three questions for each other. They get brownie points from me for how many times they can get the other to agree with them. Um, so we're going to, we're going to, uh, they've got those questions prepared, but let's give a little background first. So Ukraine, I think and most everyone's familiar with this uh, four days ago, Russia, you invaded Ukraine. Um, and this has been a huge international deal. And I, this is basically the first time we've had war in Europe since world war two. And, uh, by a major superpower. And we, um, uh, the world has been very supportive of Ukraine to, um, to an extent, right? And so there's been varying degrees. Uh, some are, some countries are selling weapons to Ukraine. Um, NATO, uh, Ukraine is not a member of NATO or a member of the EU, um, but NATO has brought troops to the borders of Ukraine, but has not been inside Ukraine. So essentially we're like, Hey, Hey, good job. Good luck. And, uh, we'll sell you some stuff, but, uh, you're on your own. Uh, it's pretty much what, what we've done, uh, where we're at so far. So we're going to talk about like, yeah, how far, what should we do? 
Um, so let's just dive into it and get this debate going. Um, let's go with now that I know. Well, let's let's start with Josh's uh, <laughs> first question. So, Josh, before I even say the question, do you want to? No, wanna... say, say the question. Okay. We'll go right to the video. Okay. Okay. And then I'll elaborate. <laughs> All right. Um, Ryan, this is Josh's question for you. Would you agree that Vincini was right? <laughs> Roll the video. It's the Princess Bride. It's the best movie of all times. And of where, course, Vincini was right. Well, it's where I get all of my, uh, your my, quotes. Well, all of my moral guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It all comes from Princess Bride. It's from Princess Bride. Roll the video. <clears throat> all right. I am rolling the video. Uh, and oh, I need a sorry. And and Tom w- was really confused by my question when I just hey. sent it to him because he didn't know I was showing a video. <laughs> I oh. was. Here we go. Ah, you fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly <laughs> less well known is this: never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> Oh, Vecini. Vecini's gone. Uh, no, right? You know, totally right. I was like, "Who's Vecini?" I'm like, "Is this a general that I should know? like a Ukrainian general that I should know about?" Or like, I'm like Vecini. Maybe it's an Italian general from World War II. I'm like, they gave some advice. I'm like, I don't remember this guy at all. And then, then you, the video, I was like, "Oh, got it." I didn't even think about that when I sent the questions because I, I was in a rush. I right, I was supposed to send them a while ago, and then my two-year-old peed all over the floor. It was a mess. Anyway, so Vecini's actually right. Okay, if you study history at all, you know he's right. In the 17th century, Sweden was a world power. Most people don't realize that. How did they lose their their uh, stranglehold on the whole Baltic region? Uh, Peter the Great pissed off Charles XII of Sweden. He took his troops, marched on Moscow, destroyed the, the Russian troops. Okay, the Russian troops couldn't stand up to him. Russians are not great fighters, actually. But what destroyed Sweden? Mother Russia. Winter. Okay? Destroyed Sweden. They've never been uh, relevant since. Napoleon did the same thing. He had the greatest army in the world. He conquered all of Europe. He took the Grand Army, marched into Russia. What happened? He destroyed the Russians, (laughs) froze to death, came running back to France with his tail between the legs. Hitler, same thing. He had the world, you know, on its knees, basically, and he got greedy, marched on Russia. What happened? He froze. Came back to Germany. Okay, you don't march on Russia. So, yes, I know Ukraine is technically Europe, but it's it's right there, right? You don't get in a land war in this area. If you study history at all, you know that to be the case. You know, we got in land wars in Afghanistan. How did that turn out? You don't get in land wars in this area. It doesn't work. We don't have – I mean, especially considering – that we'd be going up against Russia on their doorstep if it's in Ukraine. And then if we marched on Ukraine, their supply lines are right there. We're shipping troops and supplies around the world. Uh, you, you could argue, you know, any morality or whatever else you want here. We cannot put boots on the ground in this region. That would be catastrophic. Vicini is correct. Sorry. You can't <laughs> argue that. Right. Well, I mean, the question was, was Vicini correct? Right. And, and, Vicini, of course, is always correct because it's the Princess Pride and you can't go wrong with that. Though the man in black, of course, is even better. Go Wesley. Sure. Team Wesley. Team Wesley. Um, no, I, I'm not going to disagree with the general principle that land wars in Asia are always a stupid idea. Always. 
So uh, they, they rarely, if ever, end up how you think they might. So I'm fine with that. I, I, I don't know if we need to debate that more. I mean, right. we haven't gotten to the big question, which is should the U.S. send troops in, but we're getting right. there. Well, okay, well, Ryan. I'm, Ryan, I'm going to help you out here because you, you, you capitulated there. But like, I would think this could there could be some um, sl- this could be some different situations, right? Those uh, which would be some different conditions, which would be your you'd be in Ukraine inhabiting a country that wants you there, and that should be able to host you to some degree. And I would say, and the and the other thing is, you're you're in Ukraine defending it as opposed to like moving across Asia, right? Which um, I know Germany had huge supply line issues. Uh, uh, I mean, Russia's get... having them right now. Yeah, yes. they're having supply yes. lines just trying to get into Ukraine. Just to get in Ukraine. So. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad you maybe. There's some maybe there's some conditions that this could be slightly different, but but otherwise I completely agree. Which, which is what <laughs> every general that has ever attacked Asia has ever thought. Oh, it'll be different this time. Yeah, we got it figured out. This totally time. different. We yeah. got the supply okay. fight. Yeah, but, no. mm-hmm. Let's let's just because I wanted this to be more of a discussion tonight. Um, picking yeah. apart some of the things you just said, do the Ukrainians want them there? Because I was reading earlier today that up to thirty percent of the Ukrainians actually want the Russians to take over because they're native Russians. Right. They've transplanted they they like the idea of There's being a lot back of sympathizers. with Russia. yeah so if 30% of the country wants you there and we march nato troops in there maybe we're going to have an insurgency on our hands okay mm. but you do make a good point if we do have uh, nato allies that are bordering ukraine so we would have options for supply lines but we're still shipping troops and supplies to the other side of the world to fight a war in a country where maybe 30% of the people don't want us there. That's, that's complicated. That's a tough call. But, but I go back to my first, uh, first stance there. This is a land war in Asia. Uh, I, I don't, I don't care what you think is going to happen. It's not going to go how you think it is. It's, especially if we try to push on Russia, it's not happening. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was, uh, easier than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, I thought that was a a softball. My first one, my first one is even softer. So just wait for it. Yeah. Here we go. Josh, can we agree that Ukraine is not part of the European union or NATO? (laughs) So my gosh, I'm I'm literally just like, can we just establish some agreed upon facts? Right. So we agree that Ukraine starts with the letter U. Yes. I mean, we're going, you know, brass. Not in Russian. Uh, Okay. So that's the first one. And Tom already said this, right? But the Ukraine is not part of the European Union. They're not part of NATO. And of course, this, I think, same general premise. I'm hoping that this will be most of a, mostly a discussion tonight because that matters, right? The fact that they're not part of the European yeah. Union and they're not part of NATO is part of the reason why we're talking about this issue in the first place. Can we also agree that Russia's military is better equipped than Ukraine's is? Okay. And then my last one, can we agree? So I'm, I'm doing like three questions in one and I'm going to do this all night. So you can get mad at me Shocker. later. And can we agree that Russia has invaded with traditional forces and Ukrainian soldiers and civilians have been killed? So those are my three questions for you just to start with that. So this yes. is just like facts. We're good. I agree with all those. Yes. Ah, we got agreement. We're Man. agreeing on reality. Mm. Yeah. Two for two. <laughs> okay. That was a little All too right. easy of a softball. 
Uh, the next one's a little harder, but we'll see. Uh, oh, my next okay. one's way harder. Ryan, the, the next question for you. Uh, would you agree that we are in this current predicament because of blatant policy errors committed by the left? Okay. I try to be very partisan. You know you know that. I, I call out. I know I'm to the right, but I call out the right when I see bullcrap. Did you say I try to be very partisan or nonpartisan? Or, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just shot, my, like... shot myself in the foot right off yes, the bat Yes, you did. There. <laughs> Thank you. I try to be very nonpartisan. But I'm calling out the left on, on the huge errors that I've seen that have led up to this. Okay. Um, so let's. Uh, let's do it chronologically. So show video number two. Sorry, everybody. I have a lot of videos today. And I'm just okay. going to point out some of the errors that I think the left has committed that have led up to this, That because I think this could have probably been avoided. So show video oh, number two. Oh, this is going to get to my second point, too. All right. Just going right along. Oh, I knew it. Okay. Yeah. Well, as soon as I saw it, I knew Governor it. Governor Romney, I'm glad that you recognize that Al-Qaeda is a threat. Because a few months ago, when you were asked what's Oops, the biggest crap. geopolitical threat facing America, you said Russia. Not Al-Qaeda. You said Russia. In the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. Because <laughs> you know, the Cold War has been over for 20 so years. So funny. But, Governor, you know, when it comes to our foreign policy, you seem to want to import the foreign policies of the 1980s. Just like the social policies of the 1950s and the economic policies of the 1920s. Governor Ron. So um, I remember, I, I just saw, of course, people have been bringing this up, uh, which, you know, okay, fine. CNN uh, did an article that said, <clears throat> should we admit that Mitt Romney was right? I'm surprised. I know. A lot of people have been bringing it up. Uh, in, in seeing them bringing it up, uh, I've also seen that several people said that pundits, not that we should care about pundits, right? But pundits watching that debate said that that was hands down the best line of the night. Yep. So a lot of people loved it when Obama was like, oh, the 1980s, that, yeah. they, want right. oh, yeah. they want their policy back, right? Like, people, it's not a bad line. It, no, I think it had its effectiveness. It, yes, right? it had well, its it, effectiveness. It worked. He, he was wrong, but the line was, it really was genius. It was a good line. It was a good yes. line. It, it really, it, it painted Romney into a terrible corner. It was a great line, but he was dead wrong. And we've seen that he's dead wrong. And what did Russia do during the Obama administration? They, they took, took the Crimea. Crimea. And Obama Gotta did go nothing. partisan here. They did nothing. Okay, so so that we'll we'll start with that one. So that set okay. the precedent for Russia. I see a weak president that's not going to do anything. Let's take Crimea and see what happens. And nothing happened. Go to video two or video three or video three. Sorry. All right. So here is video three. Make sure we're good. Okay, so okay. to preface this, this is uh, Trump talking to you know, the heads of, of NATO. How much is he watching? It's very just like a minute. Sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia, where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia, and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. So we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, we're protecting all of these countries. And then numerous of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with Russia where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of Russia. So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia. And I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. Okay, we uh, stop in there. Ultimately, stop Germany it. will have... Please, because he's just repeating himself. <laughs> <laughs> Did... 
Okay. So is this a NATO meeting? Yeah, there's a NATO meeting, I think, okay. three years ago, and Trump's dead on here. Okay, He's telling these guys, you guys want to make this huge multi-billion dollar deal with Russia to get energy from them, and you're going to give them billions of dollars, but you're telling us, the Americans, that we have to protect you from Russia when you're funding their military? What are you guys doing? Okay, And he's dead on there. You can't argue that because that's the exact situation we find ourselves in with Ukraine. Uh, Germany uh, doesn't want to cut off Nord Stream. Europe they doesn't did. want to cut off they did. Kudos to them. We'll see how they long they it. last. Kudos to them. But that that's the only thing that's going to hurt the Russian economy. We, do, we talked about this last time, right? Um, well, we did freeze their assets. That was something that I didn't realize we could do. So uh, We froze no, no, some. The, the they big have... one. So uh, I saw this. Putin has amassed basically a war chest of like 600-something billion dollars yeah. we, like we in reserves. Two-thirds right? of that. Yeah, and then a lot of that was being held in foreign assets, like foreign currencies, and the European Union froze it all. So his war chest basically got taken away from him. I was like, he has a lot of it in China. He has about a third of it in China, so he still has a lot of money there. Um, But but this was the big deciding factor, right? And and so you look at at Europe. uh, Why are they so dependent on Russian energy? It's because the left, uh, the leftist environmentalists, the environmental lobby which is left, you know, that's the left. They have closed down all of the nuclear power plants in Europe. So, and they've moved to solar and uh, wind power, right? Um, the uh, Not exclusively three, by any not, not Not exclusively, but they're so dependent on Russia now for their energy. Only 3% of the, of the energy demands in Europe are covered by solar and wind because they shut down all of their power plants. This was, this is terrible policy and it all comes from the left because it's all this left-leaning environmental crap and that's what led us to this this problem where russia has this stranglehold on on europe okay so kudos to germany for shutting down nord stream we'll see what uh we'll see how long they last because this is going to get really rough for them if they don't have german natural gas and german oil and and biden did you know i'm going to take a cheap shot at biden here he did the first week he was in office he shut down the keystone pipeline um, and a couple other pipelines and promoted Nord Stream or whatever he did. I'm not going to get too far into that. I don't think he promoted Nord Stream, but okay. He, so he, he your point did. is, uh, so twofold, that the, the left leadership is weak and therefore it provokes Russia. Well, that's, that's you're saying part of it. Because they've only, because Russia's only Russia, done this when, yeah, when uh, Democrats are in office. But let me show you. That we're, that we're, um, make we're making we're empowering uh, Russia. Left policies are empowering Russia because we're we're pursuing non like um, oil and gas, uh, non fossil fuel. Um, well, yeah, we're, we're like shutting down fossil fuel energy sources. All, and, all of that's accurate, but but I'm saying there's a there's been a cascading failure of bad policies that have led to Russia having this opportunity. Okay. Yeah. If they didn't have this stranglehold on, on European energy, then the whole world would just be like, oh, this is easy. We'll just, you know, shut down your economy. But they have this this pipeline. Uh, we talked about it last time. If Germany didn't shut that down, it, then Russian economy doesn't even, it hardly suffers from sanctions because we've already been sanctioning their oligarchs. The, the European Union sanctions have actually been way better than the American sanctions. When the American announced their sanctions, the ruble went up. Do you guys see that? Because the sanctions weren't bad. They just... The the oligarchs that they sanctioned, most of them were already being sanctioned. So, um, I I read the, 
something that, yeah, that our sanctions are, are actually not affecting oil in that he's, they're still able to sell oil. Yeah. And there, which is something like 80% of their, of their right. income from exactly for, and so from imports and that's like, so if everybody else was energy independent, Russia wouldn't have this, this leverage that they right. have. That's the point I'm making there. This is a threefold point. So one more video that Wait, I want to watch. A threefold point? You hypocrite. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this, this is my only one. My, <laughs> and, I, and I purposely made my other two points very uh, brief and funny. Although I do have a bonus point at the end, which is also awesome. uh, right. awesome. Show the next video. Multi-points. Multi-questions. Um, Multi-points. Okay. Make sure that sound is Okay, so this sharing. is... This is Putin speaking to his chief spy. Putin speaking to his chief spy. So sorry, everybody that's listening to us on a podcast. I hope you know Russian. What? There's no translation? Not to English. For great. It's in Russian. Let me turn those off. I would like to agree with the suggestion of Nikolai Pavlovich that we can give our Western partners one last chance. Uh, presenting them uh, with the choice in the shortest time to force Kiev to choose peace and implement the Minsk agreement. In the worst case, we have to make the decision we are discussing today. What does that mean, the worst case? What are you suggesting? Uh, no, um, or, uh, or recognize sovereignty? Watch, watch that guy. Watch his face. Yeah. I, I, I will speak, speak, speak plainly. I will support the suggestion of recognition. I would support or am supporting. Speak plainly, Sergey. I am supporting the proposal. Then say it like that, yes or no. I support the proposal about the entry of the Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics into the Russian Federation. We're not talking about that. We're not discussing that. Oops, you revealed it. We're talking about recognizing their independence or not, yes or no. Yes. I support the proposal to recognize their independence. Thanks. You can take your seat, and hey, your family is going to be killed later. Today. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> idiot! You're dead. What, what? What do you want me to say? <laughs> That's exactly what that video is. It's terrifying. That's, that's all I wanted you to see. Putin is surrounded by yes men. We all know this now. No okay. one stands up to him because they is, will be killed. This is his chief spy. Okay, you would think this guy has some power in the country. No. He is groveling there, going, "Well, I'll say whatever you want me to say. Just don't." Kill me okay how does a country get to that point and i'm going to take kind of a cheap shot at the left here oh but my it's, gosh you're still going with the left on this i think that's because it's true it's not no, true. it's true watch watch this um no i didn't pull up the um so <laughs> what, what did what did what, uh, what did the president of ukraine uh say when this thing kicked off all of you people that will all of our citizens will stay and fight we will give you guns and we'll lift gun sanctions what does that uh -huh. mean? What does that mean? Oh, is this a Second Amendment argument? Sure is. The Except people they're didn't not have fighting guns. their own government. They're fighting an invading okay. force. Okay. And me, I don't think anybody get, in the U.S. has a problem with that. Let me get to the next point. Well, well let, let's discuss that real quick. Okay. The people, Ukraine has cracked down on guns. Okay. Their right. provisions are the people that have guns. Where do they store them, Ryan? 
I don't know, probably the police station. At the police station. Seems like a very reasonable solution. The people don't have guns. You have a country of 50 or 60 million people. 40 million. 40 million people, and the government handed out 10,000 guns. That's all they could muster. That's what they had extra. And maybe they found more than that. Is anybody invading the U.S.? What What did the Japanese say after World War II? Are you when really it, trying to claim that that's why no one's going to invade? Is because Josh yeah, Reagan has me, 47 go, guns in his let house? Me, <laughs> let me make my point. Let I'm me sure that point. is like at the top of the Chinese hey, list. Shut up. Like, let me make my Josh point. Josh Reagan's got guns. Oh! Let me make my point. <laughs> the the uh, Japanese were asked after World War II, was a uh, land invasion in America ever on the table? And they said, absolutely not. Because every farmer in their field would stand up with a gun and shoot us. Okay. Now, uh, so the Ukrainians... Which is probably uh, true. It's absolutely <laughs> true. It's absolutely true. We have we have more uh, more guns than we have people. Yeah, we have more registered hunters in Wisconsin than any other uh, government has soldiers. Okay, it's insane. <laughs> is that true? Nobody's in. That's true. Probably that's true. True. It's absolutely Millions. true. Um, okay, now now let's look at Russia. Um, how does somebody like Putin take that much power where where he can just tell his I mean, that guy is probably going to die. His family's going to die, right? How does somebody get that much power? They take all the guns. What do the gun gun laws in Russia look like? I, I don't know. I looked it up. Uh, it, it's actually kind of hard to track, but it looks like less than 3% of the population have guns. Okay. If more people in Russia had guns, because there's, there's hundreds of thousands of Russians out in the streets right now protesting the war. Can uh-huh. they do anything? No. no. They have they they're just getting arrested. They're getting shipped off by the police. They're getting sent home. They're getting tear gassed. They can't do anything. How are they going to get rid of Putin? Uh, Our best hope for this to stop is one of Putin's generals that has a sidearm will shoot him. That's our (laughs) best hope because the people can't rise up against him. Okay, who's going to rise up against him? They don't have any guns. So yes, this is a second amendment thing. So so oh my gosh, we went from should the U.S. send soldiers to must give guns to everybody in the U.S. Like, no, what? We, How did we, went, we get here, Josh? This is the most circuitous route around. No, it, no, it's not if you stop and think about it. We, <clears> got <throat> to this, we got to this position because of leftist policies. Okay? Take away if the we, guns, environmental bullcrap. Um, what was the was the first one? Oh, and we so get Putin? make fun of does, that's the conclusion. Does Russia have strict gun laws? Yes. No, the from the statistics I could pull up, and I, I didn't spend a ton of time researching it. Around three percent of people own guns, and it's similar to to Ukraine. You know, a lot of people, if they're sporting guns, they're in um, the police station. There's some underground gun markets because of the collapse of the Soviet Union. There's black market guns, but only the criminals have those. So most citizens in Russia don't have guns. Uh, yeah. What was okay. the question again? So this is all the last fault. Yes, this is all is, the last fault. Has yeah, <laughs> has left leftist policies enabled enabled this? Uh, no. <clears throat> right. And um, keeping in mind, what two presidents did uh, were in charge when uh, Ukraine was attacked? Th- those are such like low no, ball slimy attacks because. What okay, let, let's say that somebody else had won, right? Let, let's say that let's say that Trump had won. Would we be in this situation right now? Probably. Except no, Trump would be chance. pushing the Trump would be pushing the button. It'd be oh, like geez. nuclear bomb. Yeah, let's do no, this. Uh, except Trump showed incredible restraint with North Korea, with Iran. He showed incredible restraint, and you've admitted that before. When Iran bombed our nuclear ba- or our army base over there, it, wait. 
after we killed one of their generals? Yeah. They bombed one of our bases. I thought because <laughs> yeah, because they arranged I, that, like shoot a couple sure. of bombs at us, but I nobody thought, will die. Oh, this We're is all Trump. good. We're going to war. I thought for sure I would wake up. Yeah, and, war. and it's probably and, because he was tied to a desk by his generals who oh were like, gosh. "You don't get to touch." You anything. don't know that Trump came out the next day. You uh, don't do know, that. know that. You're full of crap. You don't know that. Trump we came have out generals the next on day. record saying that they were not going to listen oh to him when he said stuff. All right, Josh. He didn't say stuff. Ryan's question for you, because this actually ties in. This ties into what we're talking about. Um, So, okay, Josh. So, can can, I guess counter argument? Can we agree that Vladimir Putin is responsible for the invasion of Ukraine? (laughs) It's totally. I mean, these questions and points go hand in hand. So, I agree. I started with three facts that, like, yay, we can agree on the facts. Now are some opinions, and these are again kind of multiple in one, but it's pretty straightforward. I'm not even trying to give like arguments for it, right? Because I'm hoping we can just discuss. First, can we agree that what is happening in Ukraine is awful? Can we agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. So we're, we're, see, we're we're in agreement. A seven-year-old girl got hit by a a bomb today and they operated, but she didn't make it. Yeah. And she's not the first one, right? There are other kids and it's awful. So, and they had photos of that girl being carried out, which was terrible. Um, All right. Uh, Second one. A hypothetical. Can we agree? So this is hypothetical. Okay. Can we agree that if the aggressor here was a non-nuclear country, okay, country X, doesn't matter what country, but they don't have nuclear weapons. This seems like the type of situation where if not for the nuclear weapons, the US and or the UN should or would intervene. So if there were no nuclear weapons, if the aggressor didn't have them, I would. Can we agree? Like, this is the type of scenario. Yes. Oh, did we lose time? Okay. If it was Russia, but no nuclear weapons. Okay. So there's no threat of nuclear war. Is this the type of scenario where the US and or the UN would be like, oh, you can't do that. We're sending in troops. Probably. And and I, I hate to say that because of the moral equivalency of all involved there, but. But you're probably right. That's a really good question. You're probably right. It probably is because because nobody's talking about that for some reason. But Putin has hinted that yeah, if you guys get involved, I'm going to nuke you. He's yep. He, he hasn't said it, but the pretext is there. He's hinting at it, and for some reason, nobody is talking about that. I think the world should be destroying him for that. That he's that he's holding his nuclear arsenal. Uh, well, over everybody's heads. Sure. It's, We're going back to the Cold War. This is a Cold War mentality. Mm, right? That's that's what people should be hitting him about. But you're you're probably right. Okay. So th- so that leads to my last question, which is kind of I mean, and I wrote this not knowing what your points are, but it's very much like a counter question. to yours. But my last <laughs> of the three in this one point. <laughs> hey, Crap. Josh did it too today, uh, which is the one that Tom asked. Can we agree that who's actually ultimately responsible for Putin. this? 100%. Is Putin. Okay, so so rather than lob balls at Biden and Obama and say that no, it's all their uh, crappy policies, they did this. That they the allowed the day, him the opportunity to do this. This is Vladimir Putin. It's his fault. Yes, it I'll is agree. Vladimir Putin. I won't miss words about that. Yeah, okay. Josh, you're saying it's his fault, but the conditions were created by leftist policies. Yeah, That's well, I mean, sorry, they were. He took advantage maybe of of policy positions, but at the end of the day, it's Putin who did this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agreed. Okay. So I just okay. want to make sure that we're yeah. all right. Right, we're just going to switch to the next question here. All right, uh, Ryan, would you agree? Um, oh, sorry. Uh, the third question, Ryan, would you agree that at this point in the conflict, 
there isn't a right thing for NATO to do. A right thing. What does that uh, mean? Yeah, because, what do you mean by that? Well, it's what you just said. I would love to go in and help protect these civilians. But if we do, do we touch off World War III? I mean, what? And again, you're going to have people in America on both sides of the issue. If we go in and help, some people will be like, good. And some people will be like, what are we doing there? Right. Um, so who gets to decide what the right thing is? This is this is really hard. It's really complicated. The politicians are going to be looking at the upcoming elections. Um, I know. Instead of thinking about the right thing to do. Yeah. But, what's but again, reelected. Well, look back at, at, at our Afghanistan po- uh, podcast. Uh, a lot of people want to put a number on what it means to, to police the world and go and help people that are less fortunate, whereas others, and I'm in the camp of the others that are, if we have the capability to help somebody, we should help somebody. Yeah. Um, but this is complicated because if we do, uh, are, uh, is this nuclear war? Is this World uh-huh. War Three? What is That's this? That's the concern. So, I, and we can discuss this here. I, I honestly don't know what we should do. My 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 brain tells me we should engage in a proxy war, which I hate because of the implications. It's it's disgusting that we would use Ukraine to strategically weaken um, a geopolitical enemy, right? But I don't I don't I, and, and by say when I say proxy war, I mean let's give them weapons, let's send some contractors over and and basically you know set up these missile trucks to point at the jets and do everything but push the button and have a Ukrainian <laughs> soldier there and have him. Josh is making okay, my third point. Button. You're literally making my third point. This but, is my third point. So. Okay. So I, All I, right. My my brain tells me that's well. Let's discuss this, and maybe you, you want to just go to your point. Well, let's just go to my point because then we will openly discuss Wait. it because that's okay. exactly you, what you I go to your point. Jo- you agreed with Josh then. Uh, there's no, yeah, I mean, I, I think there are probably better paths and worse paths, but it's not like they're clearly obvious, clear the path. best path, right? There's just not as bad a paths and bad paths with, for NATO. So I, I don't know that we have the right answer. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I wrestled with this topic for this last week. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what to do. Okay. But I, we'll come back to the proxy war thing. Cause I think that's important. Okay. Well, I think we're going to get into it here, yeah, right here with are. your question. So, uh-huh. um, Josh, can we agree that we should do everything short of putting our military boots on the ground? So everything short of putting, putting yeah. boots on the ground. So I'll give a little bit on this one. Um, okay. My first two points built up to this one, the nuclear weapons issue. Love him or hate him, Joe Biden doesn't strike me as the type of person who would strike first with nuclear weapons. I don't think he would, but I do think he would strike back. Putin, on the other hand, is the kind of person who would use nuclear weapons to strike first. I think that's probably fair to say. I don't know that, but I think that's fair to say. So the probability of a nuclear war is not zero if the U.S. were to put boots on the ground in Ukraine. This leads me to my attempt to address the question this week. I think we should do everything short of military boots on the ground. Send weapons, send supplies, impose sanctions, engage in cyber warfare, engage in psychological warfare, etc. Then, and Josh actually got to this with contractors, but I would say what we did in, in Afghanistan, we put CIA boots on the ground, not military boots, CIA boots, right? So it's not our military. Our military is not in Ukraine. But we put the CIA, which is effectively like our military, right, to train them, help them set everything up uh, and do everything short of pushing the buttons, right? So we're not engaged in a war, but this becomes effectively a proxy war. Um, 
This is just like what we did in Afghanistan when the USSR invaded there. Train and arm the Ukrainian, Ukrainian guerrillas and military, ideally with the help of Europe and other countries. In the process, we get Russia bogged down in a costly war that destroys the Russian economy, leading hopefully to the eventual ouster of Putin by his own people, which does lead to that question that you raised, which is how are they going to kick him out? So effectively, what I'm saying is we run a proxy war. Now, I think this is a little bit different because um, I think the general sentiment in the US, I think this is probably the vast majority of Americans is that we want Russia out of Ukraine, just because we want Ukraine back as a whole. We like we want to make sure that they have their own country. Uh, I don't think we want to run a proxy war and like we don't care about Ukrainians at all. Um, and I, I don't know if we, well, I guess, I mean, we kind of lived through Afghanistan as well, but I was, I was young. So I don't remember, I don't remember American sentiment during that, right? Did we care about Afghanistan's or was it just screw Absolutely. the Russians? Have you not seen the second Rambo movie? He was, <laughs> he was out there tossing goats around with the uh, Taliban. He cared. Okay. Okay. I, I was eight, right? So I, I was not aware of geopolitics. Uh, Time. That's about all I remember of the sentiment yeah. is that Rambo movie. So, so, so I don't love the idea of a, a proxy war, and I think that's a useful well, it, like discussion point. It's, it's the morality of it that that yes. really bugs me. I think it makes politically it makes sense, rationally it makes sense. Morally, it really bugs me that we would use the Ukrainian people like that. But uh, what else do we do? We risk World War Three, or we ignore them. So I, I think I think you're right. I think that is what we need to do. Putting boots on the ground, ground is a bad idea. I, I would actually, if we can get away with it and play the game, I would take it one step further. Um, be, because G- Putin's playing this game, right, where he said, um, I'm, I'm just going in as a, a peacekeeping mission to help the separatists. He's playing word games, <laughs> yes. right? And we're all, we all know he's teeth. full of crap. Absolutely. If we can get away with the same thing and say, well, we're, we're protecting civilians, we're going to close down the airspace over Ukraine. And we set in our F-35s and our F-22s and a bunch of missile systems and just say, we'll shoot down any plane. We'll play that game. And obviously, we'll try not to shoot down Ukrainian planes. Um, if we can control the airspace and play that game and not you know, get involved in the war, not actually declare war, I think we should. Because then, then the Ukrainians... They have a, a really chance. good fighting chance there because they're already doing pretty dang well. If we can shut down, if they can, if we can shut down the airspace and I, and I think we have the capability to do it. I think our F-35s are so much better than the Russian planes. Um, if, if we have, and we have the, the bases close enough, in those, those neighboring NATO countries, I think we could do that. But, but I actually agree with you. We, we're going to have to fight a proxy war here, but it's ugly. It's so it's ugly. ugly. It's terrible. Um, I did see a die. statistic that I was I was really disturbed by today. Um, in the first what five days since the invasion, there there are estimates, right, uh, that the Russians and the Ukrainians have each lost about two thousand soldiers Jeez. during the entire time that we were in Afghanistan. Americans dead, dead like soldiers 2, was twenty five hundred. Was twenty five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So this is already more deadly. Like you know. It will be if it continues. It's going to be more deadly than the entire 20 years that we spent in Afghanistan. Well, now, we had a lot of other casualties, right? Lots yeah. of injuries. I was going to say, there's a yeah. lot, of, lot of Afghans lost their then, lives. Then we've got, of course, the Afghan oh, people. Yeah, the who, Afghans, yeah. We, don't, yeah. we don't count them. Well, uh, we, yeah. So, all right. but that's, and that's so, literally just soldiers, right? Not including civilians. As a, a 
a breach of decorum here. Josh has thrown in an additional question for Ryan what? here. Uh, <laughs> bonus question. Uh, Ryan, would you agree that the, U- that the Ukraine is not weak? Roll the video. Oh, we got another video. Okay. Last video. This is the most important video that I'm yeah, showing today. Yeah, I know this. I know which one this was because I've talked about it with my brothers this week. Yes. Are you um, sure you know where the impound yard is? Oh, stop stalling. Come on. I can't think. It. It's all this noise. Or is it because I've built a stronghold around Greenland? I've driven you out of Western Europe. And I've left you teetering on the brink of complete annihilation. I'm not beaten yet. I still have armies in the Ukraine. <laughs> the Ukraine. You know what the Ukraine is? It's a sitting duck. A road apple, Newman. The Ukraine is weak. It's feeble. I think it's time to put the hurt on the Ukraine. I come from Ukraine. You not say Ukraine weak. Yeah, well, we're playing a game here, pal. <laughs> Ukraine has came to you. How about I take your little borders? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I okay. did not remember that video, but that was awesome. This is my shout out to the Ukrainian people. Hell yes. You guys oh, are, yeah. you guys are awesome. You're an inspiration to the world and kudos. I, I can only hope and pray that my fellow Americans would react the same in in a similar situation. Cause the resolve that they're showing, the unity that they're showing is so impressive to me standing there and fighting for their country, for their freedom against a far superior opponent. Hats off to you guys, and and yeah. and I think um, unless Putin just goes crazy with killing civilians, which he might, they're going to win because they're the. From what I can tell, the Russian soldiers don't really want to be there. Right. So if they can continue to to demoralize the Russian soldiers, these guys might just pull it off. And and I hope that the it's at least on the table. If if Putin just keeps cluster bombing cities and civilian populations. I hope NATO will actually go. Okay, enough's enough. Because that, I mean, that's kind of the the American spirit. We don't we don't like wars. We don't get involved in wars until somebody you know Pearl Harbors us or 9/11s us, and then we go. Okay, now now you're all dead, and then we get really mad and we go we go ballistic for a couple of years. That might be what has to happen. Twenty. We, or 20 years. <laughs> well, see, that was the thing. We went ballistic for two years, and then everybody after two years was like, oh, I'm so sick of this. But then we were already mired in there because we had yeah, boots on the ground. Yeah, it was a disaster. That's the problem. If, uh, that, that, I, I hope that if, if Putin does go crazy and continues to bomb cities, I hope the rest of the world goes, okay, enough's enough. Let's, let's go in because that's disgusting. And that does give us a pretext for going, no, dude, we're getting involved because you just blew up entire city blocks and that's what he's doing he's bombing civilian populaces with cluster bombs that that in my mind gives us plenty of of pretext and should give the world motivation to get uh fired up for the fight because the u.s doesn't like to get fired up for these fights we have to see blood first and then we go oh maybe we should get involved uh are those is that your final is that it sounds like your your final parting thoughts Mostly it was just a salute to the Ukrainian people. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to think. Uh, this is a really complex geopolitical situation. Um, I I hate to see civilians getting killed by this piece of crap Putin. Um, I, I hope 
one of Putin's generals just gets sick of him and puts a bullet in the back of his head. I, I'm, I'm going to pray that that's what happens. I don't know if God answers those kinds of prayers, but I hope he does. Um, but but you, if, so, if, if Putin keeps blowing things up, I, I don't want to put boots on the ground, but I think we should just unleash the fighter jets and, and our Navy and missiles and start blowing his crap up until he takes his toys and goes home. But it sounds like you said if there was egregious like uh, attacks on Human civilians, rights violations. then you would support moving in. What else can you do? He's blowing up civilians. He's blowing up little kids. And right. and I hate to say that because we have no why, – why is the U.S. the world police? It's so weird. Right. But, but then you look at World War II. Again, you go back to history. Um, nobody did anything when Hitler and Stalin started taking over Europe. And France and Germany were like, or France and uh, England were like, oh, we don't want to get involved until he took over France. So eventually you got to stop these guys before they, they wreak too was, much havoc. They don't, was, they don't they, stop. He invaded Poland and then they declared war on him. But um, what uh, have you guys heard of Pax Americana, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the idea. Pax Americana is the idea that you, that America is the policeman of the of the world, and that while we have a large military presence, we sort of keep the peace. Right? There's been there has been peace, relative peace in the world because sure. of America's strong military, um, which is weakening. I would say that's it's sort of. I think we're kind of entering a new phase. But uh, Ryan, right? Final thoughts. Uh, are we doing final thoughts and then Tommy's take? Yeah. Oh, okay. unless you want to do it the um, other, unless you want to do it the other way. No, I mean Josh already did his, but I, I don't really disagree with almost anything Josh said. Right, like first, utmost respect for the Ukrainian people, um, and their president, who's been awesome. I don't know how many of those videos you guys have watched, but like props to him. Mm-hmm. I I have the greatest respect. Uh, my wife actually asked the other day. She's like, "What would you do in this situation?" I said, "I'd send you guys out of the country, and I would stay and fight." Like. Uh, that's a crazy hard decision to make. Uh, yes, I love playing paintball. I know I'm not going to die playing paintball. This is real life. Like you could die, right? Like this is serious and they're stepping up and I, I have crazy respect for them. Whether NATO can actually step in, even with all the human rights abuses, right? I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't love the idea of a proxy war. But right now, I think our hands are a little bit tied because I do not want to see nuclear weapons dropped. Uh, that That is terrifying to me. Absolutely terrifying, the idea of nuclear weapons. And I don't think Putin is above that. So, so I would probably draw the limit right now. At, we're not going to put boots in the ground, but we'll do everything short of that. Um, but I don't know what else to say. Tommy, your take. All right, my take. I, I wrote down some thoughts while you guys were discussing. I get, I get the the advantage of like listening to all yours and then I form my argument afterwards. But um, so this is, this is what I think. I think, I actually think um, I'm going to give props to Biden because this um, there was a speech and, and like Fox news was criticizing him on this, but he was saying like, this is Putin's decision. This is in his court. This is his decision. And we sort of like, he decided to do it. And it, by doing that, 
there was like I what I feel like Russia was looking for provocation to escalate this and have justification, right? Oh, NATO's gonna is is provoking me. We have we're gonna go in, right? You you guys were do that, and there was a me, there was a Chinese media thing saying they were saying that that this is NATO's fault because NATO's being too aggressive, right? And so and and there in in Putin's speech, he even talked about this. He said, "You guys have been creeping up on us, right?" And and someone said, "Like, what did what would you think if?" Mexico joined the anti United States League, right? And you'd be like, you'd be like, whoa, right? And I'm like, well, maybe if, we if, would. If Russia sent a bunch of missiles to Cuba, okay, right, we would not right. like that. We, we would, would not, not like, like that. that. So I get that part of it. That's the only. Okay, but, that's but the only our, part of his argument that makes any kind of sense. But would our response with Cuba be to invade Cuba? Right. Do we go? All right. We're talking Which, Cuba. ironically, right? Like we actually tried to do that in the 1960s. Right. But right now. Do you think that would be U.S. foreign policy? No. I don't think we would. But so look at the support, like the world support that has come from Russia coming in. Like everyone is on board, like everyone, except for China. They're kind of quiet right now. But I think uh, Mexico was like refused to boycott them, too. It's like, what, what are you uh, doing? Brazil. Brazil has been giving uh, mixed signals. And so so have India. So, so there like are a few the countries. Too much. Yeah, India but, actually but, abstained from all the votes in the UN. I did see that. Yeah. Yep. But when you have like Switzerland taking sides, oh, that's you know crazy. Across the <laughs> right. line, yeah, they froze um, stuff. So, so this is uh, so here. Here's I'm, I'm kind of there's a number of different things here, but I've got but so I do think this really <clears throat> puts it into re- like everyone is kind of coalesced and galvanized around Ukraine because because this was just so unprovoked, right? It was like, Russia's doing this. And we were like, just stood back and we'd like, here's the line and you crossed it. And it's like, it's kind of on you. Uh, And so, um, but here's the thing. Ukraine didn't join the EU and they didn't join NATO, right? If they didn't want this to happen, those are two things they could have done a while ago. Uh, Maybe they never, never thought Russia would do it. I don't know. But like um, they I feel like they did, especially after Crimea, right? That was eight plus years ago. And it was I mean, 2014 that, that they never took like auction from that. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Let's see. Oh, and we're saying like, here's the issue, right? Here's the problem. Have we seen losses of lives, mass civilian lives lost in battles elsewhere in the world? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. All the yeah. time. And we didn't do anything in any of those uh, places, right? Like uh, Rwanda, anyone? Millions of people, right? And we're just like, eh. We'll put, we, put in some, we did put in some UN, UN peacekeepers, but man, we did not stop that from happening, right? I honestly, this is sad as it is, this Ukraine is a developed country. And I think we just care more about that. Well, I mean, you can you can go to the next step and say they're white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, right? Right. Which has been really, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the racial components to this, but um, all the refugees trying to get out, right? Uh, Poland and taking uh, so, yeah, they're, they're taking a whole bunch of these uh, refugees, but not people who are black. 
What? Interesting. That has come out in a couple of them that they're like African citizens trying to get out, and the different countries are like, "No, we're not going to oh, let you crap. come out." Oh, it's, well, I thought, been, I thought they were referring to like to prior Im- immigration efforts, right? Immigrant. Oh like, no! Right they, now, they, it's refugees. Oh, stuff. have they? Yeah, I they're I literally like, "Sorry, we're not letting." And I don't know how bad it is, and I don't know. It's probably getting overplayed, oh, right? Yeah, but there, I've seen overplayed. at least three stories of different um, refugees from Nigeria. India as well. They've not been happy about this. And from uh, like, it was like a general article on Africans trying to get out as like as refugees, they're trying to leave. And these other countries like, no, we're not going to let you in. I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. There's a racial component to this whole thing. I, I, I know no one wants to go there and we can skip over it. We can just skip over it and leave it. But no, well, okay. I don't, because like I did see a, a little short video that was someone saying, um, it was an Italian that says we should accept Ukraine's because they have a real war going on, not these fake ones from from Africa. Holy and then, crap! And then they show <laughs> that is so racist. Well, it's not racist. I don't they're think saying it's... I don't think it's racist at all. But they're saying, and, and I kind of agree, I do slightly agree with it in that Africa has lots of problems and has had uh-huh. lots of problems. A lot of African nations have, but like. I mean, like beyond Rwanda, they they just had they just had incredible internal like civil wars, sure. all the and time. struggles, right? Right. There have been They're like not... three coups in the last three months in Africa. Yeah. Yes, and it's like I don't know how to put this, but it's like. They're like their own worst enemies in that they can't. Uh, this isn't this isn't it. an invader, right? Coming in and like yeah. kicking them out. This is them not they just can't seem to get along yeah. and how how would we solve that that's i think that's why it gets ignored we could send our army in but who are they gonna fight because it's a civil war they're fighting each other no, but this isn't the point that the italian person made oh, they yeah. said we should not allow refugees from africa because they don't have real wars okay, that's but that's, that's totally racist come on like that's straight up that, that one guy that is racist. racist i'll give you that yeah, one guy thank you Thank you. I'll I'll concede that that one guy is totally being racist. He's like, no, this is a real war here because they're white people. But down there, that those are nothing real to wars. do with whether they're white. I I think they just like it's hard to put like, oh, they're having this problem. They're like, you just can't get your crap together. And, okay, but uh, what does that have to do with refugees? Right? Whether there's a war right. because it's a you civil war s- or whether it's an invading war. Refugees, about two refugees. different things. This you is going back to the refugee. And no, thing. this That's is why I think it's about. different. Is because it's economic, right? It's economic fallout that, like these, most okay. It's the same reason we have immigrants. No one's coming into. So the people who come across our border are not Mexicans. They're from. Uh, they're from Guatemala. They're from all these super poor countries. Um, and it's it's and they are asking for. Um, what is asylum. it? Asylum. Asylum. And it's, they're seeking, they're just wanting a better life, right? They're just wanting uh, a higher standard of living, a, a, a steady job, all this stuff that everybody knows this, right? And it's just like, were you really in danger? I don't know, right? But it's well, like- somewhere, somewhere. For sure. Yeah. Some possibly were, but like, it's just, they, you just want to get, get better. And I'm pretty sure that's the, that is the motivation of, of most people from Africa coming over is like their, their country's just- ridiculous this can't get there i mean this these these struggles will go on forever and they just can't get ahead they can't figure out their stuff and like i that's why i think it's different but and that has nothing to do with race it's just like it's what i, it's the I agree circumstances. With i think the left tries to paint everything with the racist brush because it helps your narrative i don't think it's racist i mean I, I don't know how you would fix africa 
because uh, there's so much corruption with the governments. You'd have to like go in and actually conquer them and restructure <laughs> everything to fix it. I don't know how else you'd do it. That, that's actually what we did and destroyed it in the process. Like what? that's the whole point. Okay, what, then what I don't know take, how you do are, it. Are you talking about Afghanistan? No, Africa. What? At what did certain we do? points, almost every single part of Africa oh, was controlled colonized. by Europeans. <laughs> yes. Right, right. It's true. So the empires went in, they extracted resources, they enslaved the people, they literally enslaved the people. This is how we get slavery. They went in and absolutely destroyed oh, the country. And now we're like, wow, why are there problems in Africa? The black people were enslaving other black people. You're rewriting history here. I, I don't right. think that's the point, Josh. <laughs> uh, so I, the, last, the last couple of things, I'm, uh, the points I want to make is, um, I think the proxy war thing will be 100% uh, like inflammatory in that it will just, it will inflame this thing. And so like the one thing I was thinking is like, there's this 40 mile column, right? Of this 40 mile caravan that's coming into Kiev, right? With all these like tanks and, and rocket launchers and like, it would be so easy for the U.S. just to drone, oh. take that out. I've been, like, I've been praying just for missile strikes to just start blowing that thing up because it would look so cool in an action movie it would be so easy for the u.s to do but oh my gosh that would just uh uh that would escalate things not only from a putin nuclear alert kind of thing but also the my to my last point which is that china's watching this whole thing uh-huh. And there was a um, so there was an article released like right when the launch, right when uh, Russia invaded uh, Ukraine, it was talking about um, it was a press release. It was like, no, it was like a press guidelines that accidentally got put up on the media and someone took a screenshot of it. And it was basically so it was basically saying it was instructions for the media and it was saying, hey, don't be too don't condemn Russia too hard. And they're like, this could it was basically saying this could help solve the Taiwan issue, which was like, we also have a little country that we'd like incorporated yep. with us. So this is a litmus test to see how this That's goes. That's totally what it is. And yeah, uh, if this, if this, uh, you know, and if, if we can justify it, if, if Russia can justify it with that big, bad, meanie bully United mm-hmm. States, then we, then this will be, and then we're going to, you know, I think this well, is there's like, no then doubt we're that's what happened. It, we're replaying World War II when, when Russia and Germany decided to divide up Poland, right? This is exactly what's right. happening. The China is gauging the world's response, especially the U.S.'s response to see if they can get away with gobbling up Taiwan. That's obviously what they want. Yeah. I don't think anybody's and- doubting that. Yeah. And I would say everything so far, ha- I mean, it's sad because it's at the cost of the Ukrainians, but everything so far, I think, has been good for China to, to, um, to, to, be, to stay reserved and, and conservative because, uh, because they've been like, this was all on Russia. The world has condemned them. Sanction, you know, we financially sanctioned them and which is like, yeah, it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt the Russians. But in the end, it's not a provocation, right? It's not a war provocation. It shouldn't provoke anyone to war. And so I'm like, I think this is as far as I can tell, it's the I think it's the best response we could get right now. But again, unfortunately, it's at the cost of the Ukrainians. And like, I just like, I don't know how to say this, but it's like, I wish, you know, if they were worried about this, I wish they joined the EU. I wish they joined NATO a few years I think ago. they tried. I think they did actually put in to, to become part of NATO when they were uh, NATO didn't actually allow them in, but they like it just like waffled and nothing happened. I so I read something that they tried. 
I yeah. was, I asked this, I was like, did, why didn't Ukraine join? I was just like Googling it. And um, I had heard that there was meddling by Russia I'm to sure like the US. make sure it didn't yeah. happen. And uh, oh, I saw I, that, I, that both countries are meddling with the governments and, and toppling right. the other's regime and instilling their own government. So there's been a lot of proxy wars already being fought there. So yeah, on again, a political these, these political. Ukrainians are just pawns with greater geopolitical powers. Yeah. Sad. So, but, I mean, interestingly, sad. so Lithuania and Estonia, right? So it's Bel- Lithuania, Estonia, Lithuania, Belarus, and then Ukraine. The two top ones are members of NATO. Yeah. Estonia and Lithuania and, are both members they, of NATO. They started sending supplies and weapons and stuff before the U.S. did, long before. Yeah. They, those two, if I remember right. They're like, mm-hmm. there's a brother here. We gotta, <laughs> if Ukraine goes, we go next. Yeah, well, so that, Pretty I mean... Because uh, the second that Russia puts a you know a boot in the ground in Estonia, NATO is legally we're obligated yeah. to now step in. So yeah. Estonia and Lithuania have the backing of NATO. This is why Ukraine is in this weird exception point, and that's why I brought it up. Is this is why we can't if if uh, yeah if it was a different circumstance, right? If it was Estonia, this would already have been decided, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are required to go in and defend them. Ukraine is in this really weird bubble where they aren't part of NATO. They aren't part of the EU. What do we do? And Putin has already said, uh, let's raise the alert level for our nuclear arsenal. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is he really going to do this? Is he really going to do it? And I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm you know, too freaked out about this and I shouldn't be. Right now, I'm trying to decide where he's going to nuke first. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, that's the question that's in my head, because he's going to lose like he's going to get super frustrated because right now the Ukrainians are they're amazing, right? Like they're doing a great job. And the rest of the world with, you know, some minor except well, some big exceptions has basically come to the backing of Ukraine and said, like, no, we're going to cut Russia off. We're going to hurt him as bad as we can financially. We're going to do everything we can. Putin's not going to be happy with this. I think at some point he's going to start escalating. And he's going to escalate up until he gets to, you know, whatever their equivalent of DEFCON 5 or whatever it is, right? Like he's going to get there and he's here's, probably going to do it. He's yeah, probably okay. going to launch one. No, I, I actually no, I, here's what I think. I, I, okay. I think this is what I think will help play out. I do not think if we do not intervene, and I, so this is if, then I think this war is about to get uglier, much uglier. And yeah. uh, I don't think the Ukrainians will win. And I think Russia will take it and he'll get what he wants and he'll be under, but they're going to just, he's going to pay a pretty penny financially, like their economy to the extent that it might, you know, or Russians may do something about it. Right. They just do something to, to Putin, but, um, uh, but it, yeah, I agree. If we jump in, I do think it will, it will, we, cause we could kick him out and then, and then, Putin will be a poor loser and will be like, fine, I'm taking my toys and I'm pushing this red button. Josh, what were you going to say? That would that'd be pretty like, well, wild. I, I kind of agree with both of you. I, I, I don't think he has a choice. He's played his hand. Yes, so he, has. he If he doesn't quickly take Ukraine, uh, he's going to be backed into a corner. He can't go back to Russia with his tail between his legs because he'll lose all of his gravitas and power. And people go, oh, he's not the leader we thought he was because some right. ru- ru- some Russians do really like him because uh-huh. he's this big, powerful, bad, bad, bad mama jama. If no, he gets, it's, 
if he gets he, his butt kicked, he loses him, all his power. He, the pictures of him with his shirt off. I was reading these articles about like Russians are like, whoa, he's it. tough, right? Yeah. He's a tough dude. I, oh, he's he a leader. That's my president. Year. You've seen him play hockey with the national team every year, right? They always let him score like three goals, but he goes (laughs) out on the ice and like plays tough, right? Those guys could clobber him one good check and he'd be out, right? Right. But they let him go out and score like three goals because he's the president of Russia. It's all this, you know, machismo thing that he's, yeah, he's the bomb. Have you guys seen that? The, the Borat movie, Sasha Baron Cohen, where he's playing the uh-huh. dictator, where he's in a race. I haven't seen it. And they're, yeah. they're doing like a hundred yard dash and he pulls out a pistol because he's the president <laughs> right. of the dictator and he just starts shooting the other guy. <laughs> it, no, he uses it as the, the start time, oh, right? That's right. Yeah. And, then and, then he's, and he's, he's running with it. And, and if, if they get ahead of him, he starts shooting them. Yeah. Oh, Where's that thing. video? Josh, come on. I should have. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think he either has to win quickly or he's going to be bogged down in an insurgency. And that's going to very quickly lose steam with the Russian people. And uh, so, yeah, if his options at that point will be escalate this nuclearly or, uh, you know, go full total war on Ukraine and just destroy everything or the Russian people are going to have to oust him somehow. Uh, and that's why I'm hoping that happens. I hope the Russians pull their heads out of their butts and, and get rid of him. Cause I, I think a lot of them don't like this. And I think a lot of the generals over there are smart enough to realize this is going to go nuclear. If this guy just keeps going the way he's going, cause this war is not going to be over as quickly and easily as he thinks. Cause they're, uh, I mean, they're already getting bogged down. They're already losing morale and they're only in their beginning stages of the offensive. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't taken the two cities that they're aiming for right off the bat. Uh, Kiev and what was the other one? Kharkiv anyway. or something. Yeah, Kharkiv. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it, I agree. This could get ugly, but it will. Uh, if he's I dumb mean, enough it, to to go nuclear, with honestly, chips- that's my question. I'm literally wondering where is he going to nuke? Because I think what he would do. I, I know we're like we're way off in the weeds at this point, but. He would only do one first, right? Because like he's not going to launch Washington. his whole freaking arsenal, right? But I don't know that he would go to the U.S. I wonder if he would actually nuke part of Ukraine, or like, if he would nuke somewhere in it, Europe. Yeah, no I, I, no, this is, these are the questions that are going through my head of no. like, okay, where would Putin psychologically try and nuke? Washington? What would make sense? He would. You think he would go for the U.S.? Washington. Why would he do Washington? That doesn't make sense. Because if he does the U.S., that is guaranteed nuclear uh, war like it's mutual sure. yeah it's mutual annihilation but if he nukes ukraine but he wants ukraine it, yeah well, but, but, but you know a nuke is not going to wipe out the whole country a nuke is going to wipe out a city so well that's an idea you well, see what i'm saying that like, would be so this is bad. that would be bad but this is where my brain is right now with putin that it's like if he's not winning and he's not i think everything josh said is right he wanted this to be a lightning like offensive right that this is the it's invasion good. of poland by russia or by uh, uh hitler and germany where it's just like they swoop in and in a matter of weeks it's over i think that's what he really wanted yeah. He's not getting it. And it's now great. we're going to destroy their economy. We're going to fund the Ukrainians as much as we can, give them all sorts of resources to basically turn this into a proxy war. At some well, point, he's going to escalate and he's going to be like that city. We're going to nuke that city just mm-hmm. to tell the world we will do this. Here's the and thing. If, if, we if we've learned anything, it's that if the people are willing to fight, they you can't you can't take a country that the people won't let you take yep. right in that um you know uh, 
Russia learn that? I mean, I know we were supplying Russia in Afghanistan. We were supplying the Taliban against Russia, but right. I think the Taliban would have won in the long run anyway. And they beat us. And, and they beat, yeah, they beat us. And like, uh, and so I did read something that said uh, Putin was surprised that, that, that the Ukrainians didn't just capitulate and that, that, that he was expecting uh, uh, Ukrainians to open, to uh, receive him with open arms to receive Russia. And so he was surprised at how much they're fighting. And so clearly a miscalculation, but also He's a true believer. That's the scary part. He really believes Ukraine is, is part is of Russia. Yeah. And, and, and the people to, want to be there. To, to what Josh was saying, there's a lot of people that do, but not definitely not the majority. And I think he majority. thought it was the majority. And uh, so I, I do. Um, so like, yeah, I think they're going to fight and I don't think, I think he could eventually. So I think it could be like a, an Afghanistan thing where it's like, all right, we've taken it, but Oh, we're, like <laughs> but we're, not this that is, whole Western region. Yeah, not that, but there's yeah. a few spots in the city you can't go. And, uh, and this is costing us a ton of money to maintain yeah. and, and lives. And it's going to, that's, I hate yeah. to say it, but what might actually get Putin outed, uh, ousted from Russia as the president is lots of Russian soldiers dead. sacrificing lives. Well, who knows? I don't, I don't, maybe. I, I honestly well, because think, you think it about might, it. I think it might be the financial thing because he bleeds yeah. out on yeah. this war and, and then the oligarchy start freaking out because of all the, uh, sanctions, sanctions and, in place. And, and he starts having a meltdown. Go read this book. Okay. Uh, Peter, the great is their revered leader. He got more Russians killed than fricking anybody else. You know, he killed so many of his own people to make the USSR great or Russia great and to uh, to get St. Petersburg so that they had a port. The Russian leaders don't care about the Russian people. Okay, and and when the Olympics were in Russia, they had all these pageants and stuff for Peter the Great. He killed tens of millions of his own people. Okay, the and the Russians seem to be okay with this, and I don't think that their mindset has changed that much. <laughs> I don't know that Stalin, uh, his predecessor Stalin, <laughs> exactly. Really. They kill yeah. their own people by the droves, and and a lot of the Russian people are like, I like him. He wrestles bears or whatever. Right. <laughs> so I, I don't. Uh, I, I hope you're right. But based on history, Russians are freaking weird. I don't know. Uh, all right. I, I don't know either. Thanks for tuning in. That was a good episode. A lot to talk about. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It'll be re- interesting to revisit this and see where it ends up going yeah. and, uh, and, where, and how much we got right and wrong on this. But uh, that was interesting, and I enjoyed that debate. And, and, of course, we'll be following this, the war, along with everybody else. And hopefully things uh, – it'd be great if we're hoping everything turns out for the best, yeah. whatever that pray, means. Pray for Ukraine. Yeah. Go Ukraine. Die Putin. See you next time. Josh, we may not always agree when it comes to politics, even though we're trying, but there is one thing we agree on. There is only one way to clean up after going to the bathroom, and that's with a Lux bidet. I've been a proud owner of a Lux bidet for years. I have literally owned a Lux Neo 320 since 2013. That's the warm water model. Talk about happy, fun, poopy time. When I leave the bathroom, I know I'm clean and ready to talk politics in a civilized manner. Exactly. Using a toilet without a bidet is about as uncivilized as it gets. Civil conversations demand civil hygiene practices. And that is why our listeners should get themselves a Lux bidet. 
And just to be clear, Lux is not supporting one side or the other in this podcast. They support civil conversations and clean butts. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. The music is by Ben Sound. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not those of their employers. For more information or more episodes, you can find us at FindingCommonBattlegrounds.com. So for just a second, let's just talk about uh, something Ryan sent over, um, and but this has kind of been in the news, is, is, is Trump calling uh, Putin a genius, right? And this is right at the initial invasion um, of Russia. I don't know if he's, I, I can't remember if he's, if he's kind of walked back that statement or anything, but he was like, what a Not genius. Really. Yeah. Um, and, and like, why would he say something like that? Um, I'm generally like a little flabbergasted that he would say that. And, and I know some, like, I know like people have been like, see, he's been, he's in cahoots with Russia. Right. And, uh, or Russia's got something on him that he has to support it. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. Like, you want to go first try? Cause I'm going um, to destroy that. Cause you're going to destroy it oh, or whatever I say you're going to destroy because you, so here, let, let me make Josh's art. I'm going to channel my inner Josh. Trump is not the party. Trump is not all conservatives. He's out in left no, field and or right field say. or whatever he is. So we can't take like whatever. Uh, no, I, I mean, and that's fine. You can say that, Josh. I oh, think on this that. one, you're probably right that the vast majority of Republicans are like, oh, I don't want to be near him. Uh, I still think he's prominent, but so be it. Uh, my take on it, and I saw, I saw this and thought it was actually really good. Sorry, Ryan, but I, this does oh. feed into that idea, that thing we discussed uh, on our previous discussion of like, I was like, are, are, is the right wing supporting Russia, right? And, there is and a Ukraine, like, whereas the left is supporting uh, against Russia and they're more hawkish, right? And that, we had that whole discussion. Yeah. So this supports that. I, that this supports argument. that. There, There is a small percentage of the far right who have, I, I wouldn't say... I think they've been misrepresented a little bit in the media. I wouldn't say that any of them are like, go Russia, destroy all the Ukrainians. But they are saying things like, I don't really have a bone to pick with Russia, right? Which is different and is weird. I'm going to throw all that aside and talk just a little bit about Trump. One of the commentaries I saw on this is one, like Trump was never political. He doesn't have a political ideology. Um, he just does whatever seems appropriate to him at the same time at the time. And the other thing is Trump is purely transactional. So he's amoral as well. What like for him, it's all about how can I get the best deal for me? And if other people die in the process, if other people are screwed over in the process, he doesn't care. So if we think about Trump's actions and thought processes as being apolitical and amoral, then his comment makes perfect sense. Because if you look at the actual context, what he's saying is Trump is or Putin is going to get an entire country by just being really sneaky and conniving about this, but it's kind of a genius move, right? He called those two regions of Ukraine independent. So once he makes them independent, now he can move his forces in and say, I'm protecting these independent countries. And effectively, he's going to get at least those regions and probably all of Ukraine, and he's justified it. So in Trump's mind, I don't think he's saying, I want Putin I, to invade Ukraine. He's right. just total respect 
for a megalomaniacal uh, sociopath who is about to kill thousands of people. And Trump could care less that that's actually what's happening. All he does is cares that Putin is getting something that he wants. So he has respect for somebody who is doing good at transactions. That's amazing. You're in Trump's mind and that you know that he doesn't care that people die. That's amazing. Okay, here's the the hypocritical part of what you just said that I'm taking great exception. I to. was trying to find the tweet exactly so I could restate it, but I don't. Well, see he it. he did a whole interview, right? That's what yeah, that was an interview. Is he it? Did an a, interview? He did a whole interview, and he's and that so Ryan linked a Fox News article, yeah, um, and it took it out of it took it completely out of context. Okay, because but I just said, put it into context, didn't uh, I? You started to put it into context, and then you said, but Trump's amoral, and he doesn't care if anybody dies. That is freaking ridiculous, and you're not in his head, and you don't know that, because what, what proof do you have that Trump has no sympathy for anybody that's suffering or dying? None. Okay. Anyway, let, we have said on this podcast, I've said I have great respect for Putin. I've said that on the podcast several times, and you've agreed with well, me, because how can you not respect somebody that is that dangerous and is that capable, okay? The best villains in literature are the ones that are capable. They're the ones you respect. We respect Darth Vader because he takes over the galaxy. He's quite capable. I respect Darth Vader. I respect Putin. And and what he's done, it is pretty freaking genius. He took to Crimea without firing a shot. How can you not respect that? It doesn't mean I like the guy. I would. I want somebody to put a bullet in his head, okay? So to take Trump that out of context, when he's all he's really doing there is taking a cheap shot at Biden when you go and actually watch the interview because he's saying this wouldn't have happened under my watch because he is an egomaniac, but, but he's actually right. Uh, that, that's, that's, an that's aside. all, but fine. Um, what, what he's saying is, yeah, I, what, what Putin has done is brilliant. And if, if uh, Putin yeah, had, that's what done I the, said, that's literally what I said. And, and then you, you followed the context. That up, and then you followed that up by saying, but he doesn't care that millions of people are going to die. You don't know that. That's, well, that's okay, such but, a dirty But blow. let's think about, like, Russia has just invaded Ukraine, right? Yes. And I get that Trump has no filter. He just says things, right? Okay, that's fine. But basically what he said is, like, Putin's a genius because he managed to do this, completely disregarding the fact that right now this is leading to people dying. No. because you know what I, I'm saying? Because I agree with him. If, if uh, the Blitzkrieg had happened... And uh, and he had just taken over in northern and eastern Ukraine real quick. He is a genius. He's an absolute genius. And, <clears> and how could you argue it, that? Because he got what he wanted, and nobody is, nobody fought back. Josh, um, this is like the same argument as Hitler and and the Nazis. Um, so uh, the France has the Mag Maginot line, Maginot, Maginot line, line. Yep. and 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 Germany just goes whoop up and around yeah, it, it goes, goes around 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 us, right? Yep. So and you could say that was genius, right? Yeah. But you're like. But I don't support concentration camps. Exactly. And, and I don't like chambers. Hitler. Right. But, I, I, but guess I, get, what? I get what you're saying. I respect Hitler because he had the world on its knees. Okay. How can you not respect that? I, I think people. I don't think we disagree conflate. on that point. Okay. But here's the problem. People are conflating like and respect. Okay. And Trump obviously respects Putin. You, I mean, you, you take issue with that because you think he likes him too much and he wants to be him. And I don't, I don't think that's actually the case. I think Trump knows that he's a bad dude. He had a quote, I think just today where he said, I got along with Putin. I got along with uh, Kim Jong-un Kim Jong -un. Un, and uh, he had one other douchebag. Oh, the, the Chinese premier. And he said, it's better to get along with these people than to fight with them. Don't you agree? Um, 
And and of course, the left is taking that as, oh, he wants to be one of them. I actually agree with him. He got along with Kim Jong. Uh, I always mix him up. Kim Jong-un. Um, Kim Jong-un. And we didn't hear about any any uh, potential you know rocket attacks and stuff for several years. He got along with the guy. That's better. Th- I agree. That's better than fighting with him. I would rather that somebody was getting along with Putin than where it than Putin's declaring war on Ukraine. It's hard to argue that. You're saying the rest of the interview made that context clear. That's that's clearly what he was saying, and I 100% agree with him. How Mm. do you not... Ryan, was was Putin taking the Crimea? Was that genius? Yes. Sure looked like... Yeah. You're right. We've talked about Putin is a smart guy. that's what he's saying. There's no question Putin's a smart guy. Yeah. yeah, so but, the, the worst thing you can the say optics about- of that, I mean, the optics of what he's saying of the when he's saying it, right? Right? Like, come on, that yeah. that is either optics- he's, he is just trying to hit, you know, Joe. He's taking a by cheap low. shot. I can say but, that, like, it just that Hitler was genius uh, eighty years after the war. Yes, exactly. Going around the wall, but like the day that he's doing it, this guy's so smart. <laughs> what do you think he's brilliant? <laughs> Look like, at those ovens for the you? Jews, right? Like, what a smart guy. Very efficient. That's awful, the gas right? Yeah, like, no, the the, uh, the optics are terrible right now. So, uh, it's, of course, I, I agree with your point. Because I agree with you, your point. Nothing but, Trump can do, you'll be happy with. You you hate the guy. You, uh, I, I can think of a couple want, things he could do that I'd be happy with, but I'm yeah, not going to say them on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, so of course the optics are bad to you, just like everything Biden does uh, is ridiculous to me. I mean, the guy, the guy can't even wipe his own butt. So. Uh, That's why he needs a bidet. Roll the bidet clip. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful segue, brother. Beautiful segue. Hats off to you. That was the best thing you said tonight. Uh, Nice. Yeah. So Uh, I, 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 to be fair, I didn't read the entire article, so I don't know the context. It does sound bad, but it took uh, everything out of context. And then, so it talked about Trump, but it talked about some, uh, some Republican lawmakers and politicians and it was basically saying that they're pro Putin and they're like it was intimating that they liked the invasion, which is so silly. They're just libertarians yeah. saying, why are we getting involved over there? Right. Which I no, I largely agree with some of that sentiment. Th- there's the thing is the thing is is a lot so this is what Mitt Romney said when he was running for senator and people were pushing him about Trump. He, he said, I don't agree with um I agree with actually most of the policies that Trump pushes he's like i just don't agree with like his candor and and his personality and i say i would say a lot i agree with the same stuff like when he said um (laughs) what was it he said we don't want people from crap hole countries right when he said that i like i actually agree i like i would want we should be um you know, like we should be doing our H uh, H H one visas, right? Like that, we should be upping those and bringing in the best and greatest minds into the country. And like, but yet we have the most, or uh, a lot, are coming in through through illegal immigration, and we're getting like sort of very dependent uh, people. And I'm like, that's problematic, well, right? Well, the whole world took exception that he would call other countries s holes, right? Yeah. That's what he called them. Guess what? Some of these countries suck. Would you take your children to some of these countries? Right, you, you, you wouldn't be safe right now. To, you yeah. couldn't even be safe to go there. So, right? so okay. for him so to it's say like, that it was brutish it and mean, but it was accurate. Sorry, right? Yeah. I, I agree with the sentiment. Could he have like 
could he have said, said it in the worst way possible? Yes. You know, like, like <laughs> Trump's a dick. Let's just own it. Right. Um, well, okay. and he, does he do it on purpose to get headlines? No. No, I think I don't know. Maybe he does. I mean, he, I, he loves headlines. He absolutely loves right. headlines. And but so I think, I think he, he has no filter because it works for him. Oh, Mexicans, all rapists and, and you know, yeah. this and that. Yeah. And you're just like, but I think I think he lives in the left's head. That's why Ryan's still talking about him. Can't let it go. I, no, I try not to. Um, OK, but can I show you guys this clip? Yes. I, I OK, I've heard not that Tucker did a thing. It. No, I, hopefully it's not 14 minutes. And were the case. of course, there's an ad, so I'll get rid of the ad. But. Um, but this clip has made a lot of like it's gotten a lot of attention of Tucker Carlson basically saying, you know, what's wrong with uh, Putin? Oh, it's the whole thing. I don't want to do the whole thing. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Uh, I don't since the day that Donald like Trump. Do I? Let me see if I can find the actual no, clip. I, I have you seen it, Josh? No, I don't listen to Tucker Carlson. No, I've heard about this. Right, that he seemed yeah. sympathetic. Oh, it's uh, what he says is like that's over the top. Is it? Yeah. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And, and it was just super disturbing to hear it. Uh, come on. Oh boy. Sorry, you can keep talking, but I, I, I genuinely want your take on this, right? So I'm not, I'm not trying to pull this out as like here's a, you know, a shot or whatever. Of conservative warnings uh, about the turn off the view. Putin never called go. me. There we go. Putin this is the so clip. Much. Has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? Does he eat dogs? These are fair questions, and the answer to all of them is no. Vladimir Putin didn't do any of that. So why he does permanent does. Washington hate him so much? Well, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to bring Whoopi into this. I'm just saying, like that clip is is super weird to me, right? Like, what is he trying to to say here, Tucker Carlson? Where when he's did he like, say this was this. This is on his invasion? show. This is no, on his wh- show. When when did he say uh, that? the day of the invasion? The day that it happened, he said that. And again, it could just be optics. We can just go with like, wow, these people don't know how to like be polite and politic and like well, reasonable. I need to go watch being, the whole but... clip. This could be taken out of context, but I'll I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if that's you know if that's the, the well. He basically turns it into a rant. Said. He turns it into a rant against the woke police, right? So he's like. Putin isn't demanding that, uh, you know, I have to do all these things that the woke police are demanding. So therefore, I don't hate Putin as much as I hate the libtards. That's literally the, the argument that he's making. And I'm like, That's really? That's right. kind of an out of touch argument. Russia is invading Ukraine. And all you can say is, how can I turn this into a commentary on progressives? Right. Well, and uh, I, I kind of did like that tonight. If you, you want to be you did. totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. And I do think, um, like, I feel like like Fox News and, and the, the hardcore conservative base. It's it's. I mean, it's the same thing that like I've talked about before, where it's like, well, they'll just like, they'll disagree with anything that the other side is agreeing with, yeah. right? And okay, just I, to be contrarian, and even yeah. when it doesn't make sense. And I've talked about this about like the wall when we were going on about the walls. I feel like liberals are like, you want a wall? Oh, well, we don't want a wall, right? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. really? Like, it's like not that expensive. We can't just have a wall. And you're like, it, it feels like we're just fighting just to fight, right? And I, like, I was watching uh, Last Man Standing, the Tim Allen show, his sitcom, and he was arguing with his liberal son-in-law, and the liberal was like, oh, I, I don't like uh, Obama anymore. That was during the Obama administration. 
um, he did this, this, and and Tim, who plays the conservative, is like, well, crap. If you don't like him, then I have to like him, just just because <laughs> right. now you don't like him, right? Yeah, and I do feel like I, I can't think of any at the top of my mind, but I feel like this has happened already a couple times. People are oh, like absolutely. just getting after Biden for anything and everything, and you're like, really? That's not really even an well, issue. Well, look what we did tonight. I I took a big old swing at the left, and Ryan brought before we even started this. Ryan brought up, "Well, look at Trump. He likes Putin." Okay. We're doing it right now. Tucker just did it in a really distasteful, out of touch way, from what I can tell. There, I'll have to watch the whole clip. Yeah, what watch he said clip. was was pretty ridiculous. If that's if he didn't elaborate or have better context, that's mm-hmm. super out of touch. But I mean, that's that's kind of his job, right? I he's, wonder if it was right before the invasion, and now he's like, eh, he uh, I hope I, so. As I was googling this to find that clip real quick it was saying like he's walked this back a little bit because the optics look terrible right like this really terrible timing to do something like that but i agree but but that is i mean that's kind of his job being a a really far right leaning political commentator you know what i think it is josh i think it's like Oh, it's a light news light. It's a it's a light news day. Like, oh, maybe we we need yeah. some content, and I feel like sometimes they just scrape the bottom of the barrel of like, and this is the lightest thing to be outraged about. And I think you know the left and the right <laughs> both do bait. this, and Click it's just bait. like really like this is on your list of outrage items. I'm like, yeah. So yeah, I just so like when I read that Fox News story that Ryan said that there's a portion of the right that that are supporting Putin. And, and keep in mind. That was from Ooh. Fox News. That was Fox News that I sent that from. So it wasn't like for a couple I, I went to the Fox nation News. and was like, woo. Okay. Fox News is not as far right as you think it is. They've been hiring uh, like Donna Brazil and stuff, people that used to work for the DNC. They're not ever since, was it Rupert Murdoch that owned it and his son took over? I don't remember. They've been moving farther and farther left. They're not as far right as you think they are. So uh, I, I, Well, I know that they're further to the right. I mean, one American they're, news. They're still so further to the right. But they're not as yeah. far right as you yeah. think. They're right. Uh, they're, they've been moving to the left. They're, they've been moving to the center, I should say. Maybe you've uh, been moving further to the right, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right. Good all stuff. the, all the feedback I get for the podcast is, dude, you're you're not nerdy as conservative as I thought you were. <laughs> I'm pretty moderate, and you know it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think but that's it, true. I think that's I'm not, true. I'm not ashamed of being on the right. All right. No, good discussion. Good discussion. All right. We're done. We'll talk. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll, we'll talk, talk about some more stuff next time. I enjoyed that, though.